First part of session 65, let's talk more about the transition into fourth density. Let's transition. This session is actually relatively average for the amount of questions that it has. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to cover it in two videos. And in this one, we're going to go through half of the session, hopefully, because there are some long answers, but not so complicated, especially because the topics are something that we are relatively as well um, knowledgeable about at this point in session 65 we're almost two-thirds into the raw material and everything that we have learned this is where I believe the raw material starts to get even more complex but only for the people who start reading it from this point and this is why it's always encouraged like with any other book of course and any other study that you go through each of the other sessions so you develop the vocabulary. Speaking of vocabulary, remember that I have a series that has concepts of the law of one. If any of those concepts are strange to you or you want more definition, you can always find it somewhere in my channel. Go check it out. As well, I'll remind you that there are timestamps here if you want to, in YouTube, of course, there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast, but in YouTube, there is timestamps here that you can go to navigate each question. With that being said, I have no other introduction to this first part, this uh, session. There is one very controversial question. I think that's the only introduction that I can give. There is one very, very controversial uh, question and answer that we're finally going to cover today. And I will say my piece when I get there. Uh, but that would be towards the end. And it has to do, of course, with the, how should I put it, um, the transient information that is war and occupation and so on. And there is a little commentary by Jim and Carla here that I won't read. I rarely read it. I don't think I've ever read it, maybe once or twice. But you can go read it. That's book five material and you will see what that question is. I think it's just one. So with that being said, we can move into the first question that I have here. And Don says, could you first please give us an indication of the instrument's condition and the level of vital and physical energies? Ra says, this instrument's vital energies are as previously stated, the physical energies are greatly distorted towards weakness at this space-time due to the distortion complexes symptomatic of that which you call the arthritic condition. The level of psychic attack is constant, but is being dealt with by this instrument in such a way as to eliminate serious difficulties due to its fidelity and that of the support group. So I usually exclude this question but since we are not only reading uh, study material, but also we're following the history that's behind the raw material, 
I thought this was uh, relevant, uh, especially at this point, session 65. Carlo has taken a, a, a lot of, uh, let's call it a toll. The toll that she was uh, paying for this contact was pretty heavy on her physical and vital energies. Um, but, um, and I'm not even including the, the psychic attack, which I believe was um, the, what came to the weakness, right? Well, we know that already, but the contact itself was very draining on Carla. It wasn't the psychic attack that was causing all of this quote-unquote damage. Uh, but the psychic attack just came in as, of course, a negative entity would do, just take advantage of those weak points. And I think the phenomenal and the remarkable thing here is that Carla, or all of them, uh, Carla, Don, and Jim, maintain such a cohesive group in terms of harmony and love that she was able to nourish herself from this. So um, I may even say at this point that we get caught up with activities and to-do lists in our day and all of it. And sometimes, and I, I pledge guilty here myself, um, uh, I'll be the first one to admit it, that sometimes we neglect the nourishment that we get from friends, family, um, just whatever it is that we interact with and we neglect that because we see it as a distraction or entertainment and I don't know about you but I tend to do that and I this is a reminder to me that what really nourishes the soul is this human interaction that we have this loving relationships that we have so that also sidetracks into please cultivate your loving relationships I'm not talking about romantic relationships but just any loving relationship with your family, with your friends, with your neighbors, with anybody, just whenever given the opportunity, just see what you can add to it and, you know, show that you appreciate them, that you love them. So with that, I can go to question two, where Don says, I may be recovering and uh, I'll make a pause here. Uh, for those who are not reading the slide on YouTube, Don says re -sla uh, slash, not slash, dash covering, as in revisiting, not recuperating. So he is revisiting old material. All right, so he says, I may be recovering a little ground already covered in previous questioning today, but I am trying to get a clearer picture of some things that I don't understand and possibly develop a plan of my own for activity in the future. He continues on saying, I have the impression that in the near future, the seeking will increase by many who now are incarnate in the physical on this planet their seeking will increase because they will become more aware of the creation as it is, opposed, I might say, to the creation of man. Their orientation and their thinking will, by catalyst of a unique nature, be reoriented to thinking of the more basic concepts, shall I say. Is this correct? Ross says, the generalities of expression can never be completely correct. However, 
we may note that when faced with a hole in the curtain, an entity's eyes may well peer for the first time through the window beyond. This tendency is probable given the possibility probability vortices active within your space-time and time-space continua at this nexus. So let's let's take a look at Don's question again. Um, he he wants to know, in essence, um, what is that is to be expected in the future as we transition into these um, these new energies that are entering the planet and that are shaping the planet in consciousness mainly. There are some physical changes happening, of course, as we know, but most um, noticeable is the changes in consciousness, which, thank God, is that way and not the other way around. <laughs> One, you know, Saturday precedes Sunday, always. So, Don says that he has the impression that in the near future, the seeking will increase in many who are incarnate in the physical on this planet. Well, he was quite right. Their seeking, seeking will increase because they will become more aware of the creation as it is, opposed to the creation of men. This is important. You see, even in Don's wisdom here, you can see that there is a vision, an envisioning of how we would obviously be more inclined to look on the conscious or soul level as opposed to the material, materialistic world we live in. And so that orientation and our thinking will be the catalyst of a unique nature um, and be reoriented to thinking of the more basic concepts, basic philosophy. Thank God. Yes. I love Don's question here because it's very precise. And you can see why Ra decided to contact um them because Don was the one with the phrasing of the questions in a way that I I can't even think to formulate myself. I can think some of my own questions, but anyhow, just love Don. You gotta love Don. So, um, yeah, these basic concepts are those that we are facing right now. Basic con concepts of uh, have you noticed that we're humans, <laughs> all of us, and that maybe, just maybe, we should get along and see what happens? You know, it's a social experiment we've never tried in the past, because there's always, you know, some system that says, getting along? Nah, that's not productive, man. <laughs> so those are basic concepts, you know, even more basic, who am I? You know, what is this world? What is reality? And so, okay, I, I love the question. So Ra says the generalities of expression can never be completely correct. This may be the first time that I actually love Don's question more than Ra's answer. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Um, except, of course, when Don says, you know, very long question, and then Ra says, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, yes, it's true, you cannot uh, generalize everything, so it cannot be completely correct. And Ra being so precise, of course, they have to say that. 
But um, you see that the connection of what Ra says here, because Ra is basically saying, you know, once you peer through the curtain and you see the light, then uh, yeah, the tendency is that you will continue to do that, basically. Um, right? Um, how does that relate to Don? Don's question? Well, because we're talking about as the energies of four density thin the veil of forgetting, then more of these holes or penetrations will happen and then the light will filter through. Correct? So it's um is the dawn you know as the dawn approaches then the darkness recedes and then we can see more little uh, rays of light and this is basically what happened this is what ra is saying this tendency is probable so the tendency the tendency of wanting to peer even more, right? When faced with a hole in the curtain, an entity's eyes may well peer for the first time through the window beyond. And so this tendency of wanting to, or even this happening more often as it's happening right now. I recently had a conversation with somebody who was telling me about their awakening and how they're helping others, or he's helping others to, um, to understand their awakenings and so on. It's happening very, uh, very common now for people to have these quote-unquote mystical experiences which are just peering through the veil. And so, yes, these are very probable. And that's basically it. We don't have to read much into it. The possibility probability vortices uh, are, are something that we're going to read further on, so I'll get to that. Let's go to question three. Where Don says, I have assumed that the reason that so many wanderers and those harvested third density entities who have been transferred here find it a privilege and an exceptionally beneficial time to be incarnate upon this planet is that the effect that I just spoke of gives them the opportunity to be more fully of service because of the increased seeking. Is this in general correct? Ra says, this is the intention which wanderers had prior to incarnation. There are many wanderers whose dysfunction with regard to the planetary ways of your peoples have caused to some extent a condition of being caught up in a configuration of mind complex activity which, to the corresponding extent, may prohibit the intended service. Oh yes, let's talk about this. So. Don says, okay, given the um, what I just said before about the environment in which we are right now, a fourth density, where people are increasing their seeking because they're waking up, whether that be wanderers or fourth density activated body uh, graduates, dual activated bodies, that would be or humans or any other kind of soul in their different levels of progression. All of them who have been under the veil are now, and I believe there is a higher sensitivity, of course, to those who have, um, again, to use a cliche, to those who have seen the light in their soul progression, there is a sensitivity for them to have a rather early awakening 
as opposed to the people who have haven't even opened their hearts and there are a great many people like that in our planet as we can intuitively sense but these people are going to be more sensitive to i'm talking about the all the other uh, soul progressed uh, people they're going to have a more sensitive uh, let's say aura for the veil to be um, penetrated yes and so thinking of that and in that environment the people who are waking up then the wanderers that's what they wanted you know they wanted people to wake up nobody can wake up another person right person needs to wake up by itself so wanderers in essence they were just waiting for this opportunity guess what we are in here right now and this is why i encourage everybody to start communicating to start speaking let me say something and this comes you know from from friend to friend from brother to brother and sister um there is something that we all want to do and because of different reasons society culture uh, our own insecurities and so on that are built on layer upon layer on ourselves we don't do it and this is the service that we freely give freely meaning that we don't have to do anything special we don't have to learn anything we just have to be ourselves and i think this is the greatest service we can provide to be ourselves so i encourage everybody really to do that because you don't have to be you know a spiritual influencer just to give you know if that's even a thing <laughs> uh, i'm sure it is spoken in that language i'm sure it resonates with some people so you don't have to be that to be of service to others uh, but it is for sure that you have to be who you are you cannot keep pretending you know to be something and that goes into getting to know yourself in so many aspects so i think this is the service this is what wanderers were waiting for now what ra is saying and to further reinforce my my comment and my advice and my encouragement they say uh, well first of all this is the intentions this is the intention which wanderers had prior to incarnation so all wanderers said let's go of be of service to those who are seeking to those seekers because the seeker hasn't found what it's looking for so wanderers are there to guide they continue saying there are many wonders whose dysfunction with regard to the planetary ways of your peoples have caused basically there are wonders who are so sensitive to the dysfunctions of our society to some extent um, have a condition of being caught up in a configuration of mind complex activity which to the corresponding extent may prohibit the intended service so basically wonders who are who are so affected in so many ways and i won't get into all the possibilities of this because it's just uh, it's too intense not intense well it is intense but it's too um the variety is too it's enormous but the the common um 
denominator here is that wanderers become numbed by the the dysfunction of society by the friction of who they are and what they see out there it's a, it's a tough it's a tough planet for sensitive wanderers it's a tough planet for people who are very much in the heart and and even those who uh, are a lot wisdom so it's a tough planet to be balanced into who you are and i don't blame them um ra has said that the majority of wanderers will not wake up and to be of service <laughs> you have to wake up uh, otherwise you don't even know what you're doing uh, meaning that if you don't wake up you are lost you're still you know uh, mean you're doing your service don't let me say this here too and i don't mean to digress too much but i think these are important reflections that i have seen over time after studying the raw material uh the channels of quo and all of that uh, please take it with a grain of salt uh, um, interpret your own way but i feel that for what i understand you know, there, there's this idea of wanderers becoming a little neurotic or people who feel wanderers becoming neurotic because they say, what if I haven't woken up? What if I haven't uh, done my service? I, would I be stuck here in third density? And so it's a legitimate fear in terms that is it's based on, on a very uh reasonable dynamics of energy meaning that if you're caught in karma then i mean the most obvious solution for your karma is to reincarnate and solve your karma right so you will get involved in karma and so on but first of all a wanderer's um main objective as i have covered in sessions prior so i'm not just pulling this i'm not pulling this out of my ass this is really what Ross said. Uh, the main purpose of wanderers is to simply exist, to simply be in the planet because they alleviate the load of the planet. And that's it. You don't have to wake up. You don't have to do anything. And so that alone is very reassuring for all of us to say, okay, that's great. And second, and this is my speculation, is that if... If wanderers, for wanderers to be karmically involved, to repeat third density again, they would have to become something completely opposite to what they originally are. I don't deny that this is actually happening for a lot of wanderers, but I don't think it's that common. I think we're very uh, tough on ourselves when it comes to this, and we're always thinking that we're doing the worst thing in the world, you know. I eat too much ice cream. Am I going to repeat third density? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, we we tend to say we tend to be too critics of ourselves, and we I think that actually exacerbates more our involvement in this third density. So relax the fear. Um, everything is fine. I do believe that you know those who get involved karmically have to be truly truly messed up like completely start going to, towards the negative and I, I don't think it's that common i could be wrong but that's just my reflection so yes this is possible wanderers may uh prohibit their intended service 
by simply being asleep. That's what I say. And yeah, I. it will happen, that's okay. Uh, the only thing that you can worry about is now, you, nothing else, not the future, not the past, not other people, but now and you. And so I'll go to question four, where Don says, I noticed that you are speaking more slowly than usual. Is there a reason for this? Ra says, this instrument is somewhat weak and although strong in vital energy and well able to function at this time, is somewhat more fragile than the usual condition we find. We may note a continuing bearing of the physical distortion called pain, which has a weakening effect upon physical energy. In order to use the considerable store of available energy without harming the instrument, we are attempting to channel even more narrowband than is our wont. Wont without an apostrophe there means desire or something that you like doing. So they're doing this more than they would, you know, they, they like to do or they, uh, they enjoy doing or they are inclined to do. So, I don't think there's much to say here, but just Don notice that it would be interesting to listen to the audio and compare it. You can also do that, links in the description as always, in the law of one, sorry, law of one dot info. It's not the law of one, it's law of one dot info. You have to go all the way to the bottom and click where it says show audio, and you can listen to the, uh, to the original uh, recording of Carla channeling Ra. I don't know if the majority of you knew, I think it's a good reminder. You can go listen to all of this. In fact, LNL Research has been posting the whole uh, channeling, each one of them. I think they're up to the 90s or even hundreds at this point. They're finishing up as I record this. They're finishing up the whole raw material posted in audio format if you want to go listen to it. From Carla's voice and Ra's energy. How about that? Didn't know it was possible, huh? So, in any case, yes, that was just Carla being um, very affected physically and although she had a lot of vital energy and that vital energy was harnessed in love and harmony with Jim and Don. But yeah, the weakening effect in the physical energy was the issue. Okay, so question five. Don says, thank you. Now have I properly analyzed the condition that creates the possibility of greater service as follows? And let's pay attention to this question because Ra's answer is going to be, this is correct. And so with that in mind, we can read Don's analysis for the possibility or the condition that creates the possibility for a great service. Don says, one, Seniority by vibration of incarnation has greatly polarized those upon the surface now, and the influx of wonders has greatly increased the mental configuration, I might say, toward things of a more spiritual nature. This, I would assume, would be one of the factors creating a better atmosphere for service, 
is this correct? And just to show you that I was not lying to you, Ra says, this is correct. You see, the beauty, of course, is in the question of Don, where he says that seniority by vibration of incarnation has greatly polarized those upon the surface now. Let me explain this. So I know I have talked about it before, but guess what? I love talking about this and I will continue to do it. <laughs> this cannot be overemphasized. I, I love this conversation more than historic thing that happened, like Maldek, it exploded, those of Mars are coming here and so on. Those are great, but I find a lot more useful material here in this sort of conversation than anything else that lends to just entertainment and you know what um education education about our solar system and our galaxy and confederation of planets and so on but check this out especially now we're living this moment this is the moment the only moment that really important that's really important is now right so what is now in terms of metaphysics we're going through a process of transition how does this look you see, let me let me give you an explanation of something that is happening. I just recorded a, a podcast talking about um, raising children in the transition to fourth density, or raising fourth density children because that's what they are, right? And we should see it that way. We need to stop stop seeing. Excuse me. We need to stop seeing children as humans old humans that need to go to school and need to, you know, they come with a empty hard drive, as it were. And we have, uh, we have to fill that hard drive with things. If we were a little bit more mature spiritually, as a society, I mean, I'm not saying you, um, but certainly we can improve this, right? If we were to see children as the already fully uh, developed soul that they are and only guide them into where they have incarnated because that's what they need. They need guidance. To them, this is all weird. Money, uh, abuse, violence, uh, etc. In all of this third density negative environment, not even negative, it's just a stagnation that we are in. This needs to be shown to the child. I mean, the child doesn't come here as a prodigy who knows everything. I'm sure there may be a couple, but a child comes really with an empty hard drive into what this planet is. And even that is, that's not true. You know, they, they have an inherent wisdom in there, in them, but that's just, you know, their inherent wisdom. So when they are presented with catalysts, they know how to choose already. You see, so um, in any case, I, I did a whole podcast on that. Go listen to it if you haven't already. So um, why am I mentioning this? Because um, because I forgot. I forgot what I was going to say. No, the whole transition. Yes. So this is the, <laughs> this is the, um, the importance, the, the really important part of educating ourselves, knowing that we are in transition. And so... Yeah, children obviously are the most important part of a transition, aren't they? 
They're the ones inheriting everything that we are we're producing right now. So this transition has been happening in the following uh, way. There's actually um, that pod- podcast may be out already where I talk about overpopulation by Quo. They were asked this question about overpopulation and they had a pretty good answer. So go listen to that if it's out already. I'm pretty sure it will be. Um, but over time, what we have seen is a process of souls coming into incarnation for um, for aiding in the process of alleviating the uh, the load of the planet, or in other words, they have been coming here to merge and mix their vibration with the vibration of the planet sort of like equalizing that's what they are they're equalizers right and so their presence alone like i said in the previous question um, their presence alone it was uh, it's crucial for the planet to polarize towards the positive and their presence continues to be of importance so that's why don especially in 1981 says that what creates the greater uh, service or the condition that creates the possibility for greater service is one seniority by vibration of incarnation that has greatly polarized those upon the surface now so simply by having that vibration of seniority that they have been here so instead of the the 3d repeaters and this is how i measure it though instead of these 3d repeaters keep coming in and over and over again there has been a preference to those who have a higher seniority of vibration and they're allowed to come in prior to let's like they get you know the vip line let's put it that way those of 3d density uh repeaters are still incarnating because they hey you know it's it's an open planet so there is a regulation for this and i won't get into the details of that um, but this is how it's been going for the past hundred years or so, I would say, uh, almost hundred years. And so this alleviation of the planet's vibration is thanks to the seniority of vibration that has been put in place by the Confederation. So we, uh, we harmonize the planet and this creates a greater opportunity for service, just that alone. Um, and then he says, and the influx of wonders has greatly increased the mental configuration toward things of a more spiritual nature. Um, this would be one of the factors creating a better atmosphere for service. Uh, yes, this is all true. The wonders here have contributed to, uh, a better mental configuration as to, um, more spiritual seeking, more spiritual knowledge and wisdom and a better view of the world and so on. So these are elements that are present in our society and we're seeing it unfold right now. I obviously, I don't want to attribute this to anybody in particular, but this whole process, this what we're seeing here in this raw material, this paragraph alone shows to me the backgrounds or the blueprint or the 
the workings behind what we see as the New Age movement, which is relatively uh, new in terms of decades. I mean, it's been going for a while already, but you know that's not something that you saw in medieval times and other uh, eras. This is relatively new here to the humans. So it is this mechanism that is behind this, um, this New Age movement, which is um, on its own, it's, its own study. <laughs> so let's go to question six, where Don says, would the coming changes as we progress into fourth density, I'm speaking of changes, not only in the physical third density planet due to the heating effect, but also the changes that are heralding fourth density vibrations, such as the ability of people to perform what we term paranormal activities. I am assuming that both of these are also and will act as catalysts to create a greater seeking. Is this correct? Important question here too. Ra says, this is partially correct. The paranormal events occurring are not designed to increase seeking, but are manifestations of those whose vibratory configuration enables these entities to contact the gateway to intelligent infinity. These entities capable of paranormal service may determine to be of such service on a conscious level. This, however, is a function of the entity and its free will and not the paranormal activity. It's a really, really good question. So let me reread Don's question to put even more context to this. Um, the heating effect and um, right planets and the ability to perform paranormal activities. He assumes that both of these act as catalysts to create a greater seeking. Um, yeah, I. it's not just um, the changes and the challenges and the, um, all the issues that we have in society. Yes, that is part of the friction that we're, we're feeling. Remember, the planetary changes are a side effect of the main effect, <laughs> the main um, the main drug that we're consuming right now is friction, friction of love, of not seeing others with with love, with appreciation. Let me not use the word love because it's so laden with different connotations, but uh, acceptance, acceptance of what it is. You know, just don't even work your mind to conceive and understand what love is just accept acceptance um and even that is not saying it you know just putting it out there ah oh, you just need to accept everything that's a very male oriented um not female at all <laughs> just do what you have to do just accept everything but you know it's a it's a beautiful process it really is. It's a beautiful process to um, enhance your acceptance through self-acceptance. I think that's the key thing. And we tend to forget that. So yeah, all of it is true. However, uh, Rod gives the, I mean, this is the perfect use of partially correct because <laughs> there are two things. There is that that I just mentioned, the friction that we're having, and of course the paranormal, paranormal events. Um, 
So Ra is saying that they are not designed to increase seeking, but are a manifestation of those who basically have been able to contact intelligent infinity. And so we could say that that is a side effect of being a wanderer or not even a wanderer. I mean, you can be anybody and have that uh, penetration of the gateway to intelligent infinity and suddenly you have paranormal uh, abilities. So all of that is just something that happens. You know, it's, um, I, I don't know, maybe like how we perceive DNA mutations, things that happen. Nothing is random, of course, but it's the closest analogy I can give. It's just a random thing, you know, that occurs. Uh, but it's not designed. Paranormal, you know, when somebody is performing magic or miracles and so on, I mean, there is a, a truth to all of this, of course. In the Western world, we see it as magic because, <laughs> uh, you know, we don't, we don't accept anything that is metaphysical. Metaphysical sounds dirty to the Western cultures. So that's why we see magic. You know, oh, well, we can't explain it, so it must be magic. You know, it's, uh, or science has better words to it, more formal words to say, you know, unexplainable events and <laughs> all these things. And they don't talk about it because that just makes them uncomfortable. So, yeah, you know, they're not, these entities capable of paranormal service may determine to be of such service on a conscious level. So you have to be conscious of what you're doing to say, oh, you know, I have healing abilities that may seem miraculous to other people, but this is just what I do. You know, it's like I'll, I'll give you one of my uh, one of my magical things that I have, which you're probably gonna hear and say, "Meh, that's not interesting." <laughs> I don't blame you, but I do have a gift with my hands. My hands are able to give a massage to people in a way that I know that I'm. It's, I mean, I'll try to put it in more simple terms, but it really is like, a, I know how the person feels. I can feel their feeling, you know, when I'm touching them. And so I kind of know how to apply pressure. This is not something I practice. I never studied this, but since I was a kid, you know, and I gave massage to my girlfriends and even to my, um, I remember giving a massage to my girlfriends to my girlfriend's mother, so my mother-in-law, would that be? Probably not. And, you know, that, that was just, it just felt right. And they felt it amazing too. So I actually felt a little awkward, you know, giving massage sometimes because, I don't know, it's just, it's not my thing. However, I seem to have something in my hands, right? So that seems magic, right? How, how do you know? How do you know all this? You know, well, I, maybe a, I was good with my hands in pre uh, other lives, but not my thing right now. So it's okay. That's a <laughs> that's in the bag uh, for for other for other uses. So yeah, this, however, is a function of the entity and its free will, and not the paranormal ability. So the way I can, if I were to provide service with massage, which by the way, there are many good masseur, masseurs and masseuses. Uh, I know one who is fantastic, how she connects with people and uh, talks to their ancestors and so on by giving a massage alone. So, you know, that's a function of her free will to do this and not the paranormal ability. 
Likewise, it's my function of free will not to perform massage as a sort of service. A great service, let's put it that way. Now, let's go to the correct part of Don's statement where Ross says, the correct portion of your statements is the greater opportunity for service due to the many changes which will offer many challenges, difficulties, and seeming distresses within your illusion to many who then will seek to understand, if we may use this misnomer, the reason for the malfunctioning of the physical rhythms of their planets. Yes, um, so quickly I already covered this, sort of, by saying that this friction, I like to call it friction, because that, that goes to the heart of what's happening. There is friction between fourth density uh, energies and third density resistance. Right, so fourth density is flowing, third density is uh, tight here. We don't want to move. Uh, what's that love that I feel? <laughs> Friction. And so this is causing challenges, difficulties, distress within our illusion to many who then will seek to understand if we may use the misnomer. The misnomer is understanding. Ra doesn't like to use understanding. And I'll give you an idea as to why. We don't understand anything. The reason of the malfunction of the physical rhythms of our planet, basically this friction. That's, um, that's the best way I can put it. And there is a great opportunity for service there, of course, because guess what? You know, people were, will try to understand. I know, Ra, I know you don't like that word, but we're humans, man. Uh, people will try to understand, and in their seeking, they will need guidance. Guess what? That's what we are here. And yes, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you who are watching, who are listening. You are here to help. Guess what? You already have it in you. All you need to do is be yourself. You don't have to learn anything. You don't have to go read books, do courses, do whatever. Um, it's all in you. But guidance is needed sometimes. And you are that guide for people. Uh, the reason why this is not the density of understanding, it is my way of seeing it, that we understand things intellectually. And when we understand things intuitively, we cannot explain it. So this is not a density of understanding. This is a density of feeling, if you want. Because a feeling is closer to reality than intellectualization. Uh, take, for instance, um, a tree. You look at a tree and you know it's a tree. You know it's a tree. You can't explain it. Explain to me how that's a tree. Well, it's tall. Well, it's a building tall. It has leaves. Oh, but other plants have leaves too. You know, it's it, it becomes so um, annoying to try to explain the feeling of saying, oh, yeah, it's a tree, man. Now, imagine, extrapolate this to uh, the highest limit of understanding why you know the guy caught you off at the highway or whatever what are the whole intricate patterns of life that has developed in the whole planet for this guy to cut you off that way because he was late to work and late to work means this and that and you can see how this ramifies intensely all the way down to the emotional uh, being. 
and so on. I mean, this this go on for for the depths and depths of our our mind. But yes, this is not the illusion. I mean, this is not the density of understanding. It's my way to put it. There are many things hidden from us that we we're not here to understand. And guess what? Yay, yay! You know, we don't have the responsibility of understanding it. But I do have the responsibility to keep reading the last part of Ross' answer here in question six, where they say, moreover, there exists probability possibility vortices which spiral towards your bellicose actions. Many of these vortices are not of the nuclear war, but of the less annihilatory. Annihilatory, I haven't said that word ever, I think. So, these are not of the nuclear war, but of the less annihilatory, but more lengthy, so-called conventional war. This situation, if formed in your illusion, would offer many opportunities for seeking and for service. So, we enter the controversial side of this, this session. And I might end it after this. Maybe I'll go to Edgar Casey's question, which is what follows after these two more questions, three questions. Um, and yeah, now Ross says simply that there is a possibility of this type of war, you know, happening. Please bear in mind this is this is 1981. I will say my piece on this, of course, but. Please keep in mind this. This is 1981. We still have the Soviet Union and the Cold War and so on. So it's very different times, very different. And Rob was speaking of that moment and the possibility of, of this developing that way. I'm sure people can interpret the, and people have interpreted, especially because guess what? Russians are involved in this answer. So <laughs> yeah. You can imagine how that has an impact right now on our society. Not that I have known, but I know people use this for their own agendas and uh, whatever they want to show and, and teach to people. That's not my place to criticize, though. Just making you aware of it. Um, so what are we going to cover? Okay, so yes, there is the greater possibility of service if this type of war develops, right? 1981, again. So I'll go straight into question seven, where Don says, how would conventional warfare offer opportunities for seeking and service? We have a little bit of background on this, but let's see what Ross says. The possibility probabilities exist for situations in which great portions of your continent and the globe in general might be involved in the type of warfare which you might liken to guerrilla warfare. The ideal of freedom from the so-called invading force of either the controlled fascism or the equally controlled social common ownership of all things would stimulate great quantities of contemplation upon the great polarization implicit in the contrast between freedom and control. Oh my god, Ra. What did he just say? Let's reread it. <laughs> okay, so the possibility probabilities exist. It, it is possible for this probable war. Um, there are 
possibilities for probable uh, war situations where great portions of our continent, that would be America, for those um, who are in other continents, for your continent and the globe in general to be involved in the type of war warfare which would be of a guerrilla warfare. Um, this never happened to my understanding, maybe something similar. Um, in fact, I might say that this was actually happened in my country, Venezuela, I believe in the 60s and 70s, guerrilla warfare. That was after uh, the dictator in the 50s was overthrown and democracy was uh, established in my country, which I don't know which one was worse. Eh, it's politics anyways. <laughs> uh, it's not for the people, believe it or not. I know, shocking. So, the ideal of freedom from the so-called invading force of either the control of fascism or the equally controlled social commons. So, uh, fascism and uh, communism, as we know it, ownership of all things would stimulate great quantities of contemplation upon the great polarization implicit in the contrast between freedom and control. So yeah, there would be a greater contrast. Of course, you know, the more, this is why I say that whenever you see that something sounds terrible, you know, for the open-hearted, which is a lot of people in this world, a lot, uh, too much to my taste, I must say, okay? I have to confess, too much love. <laughs> um, we need some wisdom in this planet. Too much love already. <laughs> uh, balance is what I'm calling so, um, what am I saying? When I speak about, um, uh, what's the word? When I speak about conflicts, about strife, um, and any of the iterations of rejection between groups of society, whether that be cultural, political, uh, geopolitical, could be, um, you know, between religions, whatever sparks, whatever you see in the news, go turn on the news and see whatever's going on. Whatever, you know, uh, ethnicity, uh, balance or equality or color, whatever it is, race and so on or, you know, the ending of uh, Putin's uh, reign and so on, whatever it is, whatever there is conflict, there is an opportunity, as Rai is saying, for this is the contrast. I mean, they're talking about great quantities of this, of this contrast, but um, this is war, of course. War is the biggest catalyst because people may contemplate. And this is something they talked about in previous sessions, I forget. They all merge to me because I keep reading them back and forth. But this is the the opportunity of service that is presented in war. It's the greatest because we need to choose between control. Why do I need to go to war? Somebody's controlling me. I don't. I naturally don't want to go to war. I don't want to kill people. I'm sure there are people who love killing people, but you know the vast majority of us we don't want to we don't want to harm people barely want to harm animals, you know, can you harm an animal? Can you kill an animal? I uh, can't. So, 
you know, it's, it's a great contrast between freedom and control. Freedom is not freedom, you know, America's freedom. <laughs> uh, and control is not, you know, Nazi Germany control or communist China control type of thing. We're talking about just basic, um, basic freedom and control. I want freedom of choosing what I want to. And control is just, you know, oh, you can't do this because this, this, and that. And we have a system here in the land of freedom. <laughs> this is why it's, it's it's really a joke in terms of you know, how people get invested in this. But yeah, um, this is this is the 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 possibility that was, and we're still seeing. I think pulses of this contrast for greater polarization. So we just have to keep, uh, stay aware of what's coming on, right? Okay, so again, this was the scenario 1981, possibility, possibility, probability. Ross says, in this scenario, which is being considered at this time space nexus, the idea of obliterating valuable sites and personnel would not be considered a useful one. Other weapons would be used which do not destroy as your nuclear arms would. In this ongoing struggle, the light of freedom would burn within the mind-body-spirit complexes capable of such polarization, lacking the opportunity of for overt expression of the love of freedom, the seeking for inner knowledge would take root, aided by those of the brothers and sisters of sorrow, which remember they're calling upon this fear. Ah, boom. There's one thing that will, I wish this could be injected. I wish this would be the vaccine. Sorry, don't censor me. This would be the vaccine for everybody. The shot that everybody would take. Listen to what Ross says. First of all, um, they're saying that what was being considered, and this is where you know, the people who are a little bit more into the neurosis of conspiracy theories, which A, I am a fan of them. I love reading about them and all of it. I don't get involved anymore, but I just love knowing what's going on. What people, what are people... Uh, uh, playing with in this this illusion of control so I, I enjoy them <laughs> I really do I used to get involved much more in the past as I'll say in a bit but um, yeah this is where people get you know like oh you see they're they were considering war of this type which was not nuclear bombing that's out of the question nobody wants to destroy you know their valuable sites they want to destroy people that's what they want to do. So this was the um, the distinction that Ra made here. Um, would not be considered a useful one, but just um, other types, right? So lacking the opportunity for overt expression of the love of freedom, what is overt would be open, right? So, lacking the opportunity for openly saying freedom, hey, stop the war and everything, people would go inside inner knowledge. The seeking for inner knowledge would take root, aided by those of the brothers of sisters, brothers and sisters of sorrow, which is the confederation, which remember they're calling upon this fear. Ah, 
So no matter what's happening out there, we don't have to get to the extent of war where we cannot express ourselves. Priority stands out as the inner knowledge of ourselves, inner seeking. The thing is that because we don't think we have anything inside us, we say, no, that inner seeking, you know, it's just, just not important. More important is to learn all of this external thing that is happening. And did you know that in Atlantis they had crystals? And did you know that in the pyramid people were initiated and they had, and they covered all of this and uh, blah, blah, blah. I think that's a distraction. It's my opinion. I think it's a huge distraction. I'm not saying it's not interesting. Like I would say, I love reading about all of this stuff. Um, but just like I would read, you know, drama or that's the key thing. You see, at this point in my life, I love knowing about all of this. Like I like reading fantasy. That's why I'm so interested in fantasy uh, stories. So epic fantasy, of course. Question eight, Don Furthers inquires, are you saying then that this possible condition of war would be much more greatly spread across the surface of the globe than anything we have experienced in the past and therefore touch a larger percentage of the population in this form of catalysts. And Ra says, this is correct. There are those now experimenting with one of the major weapons of this scenario that is the so-called psychotronic group of devices, which are being experimentally used to cause such alterations in wind and weather as will result in eventual famine. If this program is not counter and proves experimentally satisfactory, the methods in this scenario would be made public. There would then be what those whom you call Russians hope to be a bloodless invasion of their personnel in this and every land deemed valuable. However, the peoples of your culture have little propensity for bloodless surrender. So this is the question that led into the, the controversial the controversial question. Because, um, first of all, it was taken out of the main books one, two, three, and four, and it was included in book five because they said this is transient, this is not going to lead people into inner seeking. Um, as Ra said in the previous question or the previous answer. And so, um, let's say. Don's question was, are you saying then that this possible condition of war would be much more greatly spread across the surface of the globe than anything we have experienced in the past and therefore, yeah, so something that would extend, this didn't happen, obviously. Uh, that doesn't mean that those who were planning this didn't find a better way to further their negative polarization. Because that's the thing, you know, we as humans, as we believe the world to be, we think that, you know, what, what Hitler tried to do in the past is what the negatives are still trying to do. This is nonsense. This is believing that negatives don't learn and take a greater opportunity of what's being presented. So they're not mindless 
creatures. In fact, they are so clever. They are so, so clever beyond what we can fathom as positive beings. Because we as positive beings, we may say we are the hippies of the bunch. The negatives, oh my god, are they cunning. So they know how to adapt and, you know, take even greater advantage of the situation. That's what they have been doing. So what we're entering here is the territory of negative work on planet Earth. In the past, this would have been um, helpful for their polarization in some way. But it seemed like it didn't somehow. I'm not, I'm not sure why they didn't put it into practice, but it didn't. And so they develop. It's not like, oh, you know, they... They had been leaving our planet, as some people may think. I believe they're still here, and they're still sucking that energy from people. You can see it just by turning on the news. There's so much I can talk about this, but I don't want to linger here too long. I want to say my piece on all of this that causes the, uh, the conspiracy theories, which are, are nice, are okay, you know, this is all fine, but is our investment in them and I speak by experience. For those who may know me in the past, I I was not involved as signed up to anything specifically, but my energy was um, was inclined. It was uh, it, it was poured over this uh, all of this, and I I I was so invested in this, but that was my catalyst for growth. And realize that all of that is just going in circles over and over again. And I love the people that get into. Um, before I get into my analysis, let me, um, or my sharing rather, let me go into the analysis of the answer. Um, okay, so they were experimenting with one of the major weapons in this scenario, psychotronic. The major weapon right now is information, by the way, if you haven't noticed. So. Such a great way to manipulate people. <laughs> if you can, and of course, you can see the trend going now to like, let me put a chip on your brain. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Let me give you augmented reality devices so you can stop seeing the dull world that exists out there and see all this cool stuff. Let me keep depressing you from your life so you can buy more into this virtual reality. I am building for you. Not that I want to use it for control or manipulation or suggestion. No, not at all. It's all for your own benefit. Money? Yeah, I do want a little bit of money. In fact, that is the highest corruption. <laughs> oh, that's so wrong. Thinking that money is the end of all, you know, seeking. Negative polarity is the end result of all of this. Whether we use money, information, slaves, whatever. It's all about polarizing the negative. So yeah, all of this, okay, alterations in wind and weather. Uh, this will result in eventual famine. Uh, some people actually say, I think is, uh, uh, I think, is it harp or something like that? Some of you may remember this more than I do. Uh, but there is like a weather alteration. This is nothing new. I mean, it's not surprising. 
I'm not even shocked about this. Are they using it? Yeah, probably. But I'll get to my point. If this program is not counter, then okay, this would be public and then Russian invasion that would have been in the 80s and 90s probably. Not likely, but still. Uh, I mean, yeah, the late 80s, whatever. However, the peoples of our culture have little propensity for bloodless surrender. Of course, that we we have too much patriotic um, pride. So, okay, all of this leads me to... I won't read the Edgar Cayce's question on this part. Um, so we got a long, a long one for next video. Okay, so... Um, in fact, let me make this official conclusion. Uh, it's uh, I'll speak, you know, from my own experience. It's very attractive to get into the the possibilities of you know what the elite is doing. Let's uncover what they're doing because. For us to polarize positively, for us to continue, and trust me, all you have to trust me, you know them already, they're out there. This is the agenda that a lot of people have. I'm not saying it's a bad agenda, I think it's a distraction. And this is my humble opinion. I'm not, um, I'm not popular, so I don't really think, you know, this has much of an impact, but I will give my opinion anyways, that I think this is all a distraction. I think that when we get into, I'm saying a distraction for the, for the honest seeker, for the true seeker, that one who wants to reveal the final truth of our beingness, of the whole universe, there's a huge distraction. I'm not saying it's bad, I'm not saying you know people shouldn't do it, <laughs> I did it, I went through years of that. Uh, gorging on this um, this information of what's the elite doing? How are they finally? And you see now there is and this this I learned with the QAnon that was the whole um, what's it called? It was it was the fashion back then in 2020 and 2019 and so on um, and you know, the Trump election and all of this, this caused a lot of the spiritual community to be involved in, and some of them still are, of course. They bought so much into it they that they cannot let it go because pride, you know, it's hard to admit. And I did it. You know, I mean, I, <laughs> I didn't do it because, oh, great thing. No, because I've had to admit it. This is all a distraction. <laughs> you know, they're giving you the the illusion that something is happening to the elite, that they are finally coming down. That cannot happen. That will continue to... That will just... Um, it will not come down. It will, in my opinion, make sense to me that it will just dissipate over time. It would stop being important. In the end, it will be like uh, the Wizard of Oz. You know, they're revealing the man behind the curtain, and it's going to be like, ah, dude, just come join us, have fun with us, stop playing with those 
systems and you know this is how we will finally polarize towards a positive and four density but it's going to be a gradual process and so i think that some people get into into this and that's a huge distraction for what you could be accomplishing um so um after me myself being involved in all of this, I, I feel that um, I was missing a lot. I was not going to get to the bottom of who I am if I continue to do that. And it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy to be involved in all of this. And I, what I find funny is that through the years, there's always, you can see the polarity or the wave um, going up and down in this with people who have been added for years and decades and they all of course look very unstable because they get their hopes up their expectations shine very bright for a second and then suddenly collapse and they they have a nervous breakdown and they need to go uh, you know do different things to it's a very it's a it's a dramatic um, act that's happening on the behalf of the the actors behind the curtains and those who are still playing with their emotions so I believe it's a distraction I don't mean to say that it's not real it's obviously real and it's happening to deny it is to cover your eyes you know it's to not not face reality it is happening but just like night is happening day is happening we don't give more credit to one or the other we just know that we need both and in those two we thrive so i could say more about this but i would just leave it at notice that it's a distraction if you're still caught in the webs of uh, conspiracy theories and so on that's okay you know, just enjoy what it is and uh, notice notice how much energy you're putting into it see if it's worth it it may be i but in the ultimate in the ultimate finding of our true being that will always be a distraction so with that I come to the end of this video. I want to say, especially if you have been watching, listening to this, I will leave here in YouTube in this episode a link. I am trying to talk to you, yes, you, uh, on a personal level. I want to know you. I want to know what your struggles are. I want to know more about you to see what other service I can provide. This is just my genuine expression of what I want to do what I want to continue to do and which other way I can help so link in the description if you want to talk to me uh, just book a call with me I will be there and you will be there and we will discuss things I want to know how has this been helping you what are your questions what are your struggles I want to know you have questions I possibly have answers we have a medium in which we can talk go check it out I hope to see you there. And with that being said, I have nothing else to say, but thank you for being with me. I appreciate you. 
I accept you in all your weirdness, and I'll see you in part two of session 65.